Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. So every time you open your mouth, your prospects will be throwing money at you. Learn the simple steps to wowing your customer with a perfect pitch with Precious L. Williams, the killer pitch master. Convert conversations into currency, get the tools and tenacity to pitch with power, sell with storytelling, and develop a masterful mindset for communication. It's time for you to learn how to slay all competition. Precious bursts norms and shifts perspectives to help teams own their awesome and bring out their wow factor. Your leaders and teams will up their game on their terms in order to develop cunning, clarity, and confidence that's been inside them all along. What's more, they'll get unstuck and discover renewed, refreshed energy to own the mindset of the pitch in a way they never thought possible. If you're ready to go from milk toast to memorable, attracting and captivating your prospects while closing the sale in an authentic way, it's time to pitch for profit and you can bet you're going. Welcome Precious to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Let's get it. Okay. So your list of credits is long and includes a law degree and professorships at several colleges, as well as corporate training. And you're the pitch queen. You've also pitched, you've also pitched on Shark Tank and have coached several other Shark Tank presenters. Where do you start creating a pitch? You know, when I look back over my life, Where I started to create the pitch, honestly, and people know this, I really started when I had no choice, right? How do you even get yourself out there? How do you get people to buy what your products or services? You've got to figure this out. And so when I started my first company, Curvy Girls Lingerie, the ultimate shopping experience with full figure deep was a plus size fashionistas. One of the things that I learned is that people take pitching way too seriously. They don't bring fun into it. It sounds very boring. And I wanted people to have fun when they heard me, but also know that there's the genius behind what it is that I do. So first time I pitched, you know, I I pitched at an event I couldn't afford. And thank God the producers of MSNBC heard something in my pitch and said, we've never heard it done like that before. And so being able to pitch on your business with J.J. Ramberg and kill it in 54 seconds, 
And then being able to to tell myself, you know what, I think what I do, in addition to other people hearing me pitch on stages around the world, I could help them because they knew there was a disconnect between what they did and what they were great at and attracting the right kind of customers and clients. And so over time, I got better and better and better because I can see things that people don't want to talk about with their companies that actually would be more beneficial than just saying, hey, Harvard, it's like, listen. Yes, I want you to be relatable. Yes, I want you to talk about the schools and everything that you went to. But if you're not solving a real problem that they can actually know is their problem, nothing you say matters. If you want to show up, it's just perfect. People can't identify with you. If you've had a problem, maybe they want to hear more about that so that they know that you're the right person. And in the end, I want you to be the only choice that matters, period. So in creating pitches, it's it's really about making sure that the only person that they want to deal with is you, with your products and with your services and whatever that you bring to the table. That's wonderful. So tell us more about, describe the pitch and also, you have a way of describing it with a plate. So talk to us about that because um, we've heard pitches, but how do we actually create them? Okay. So let's take, the, take a step back when it comes to pitching. What is a pitch? It's a short, brief way of introducing you, your books, your brands, your business, your product or services in a way to your right target market, the right playground, the right sandbox. So one of the things that I'm a big girl, I'm a full figure diva. So let's take it to food. Let's take it to the holidays, no matter what culture, community that you come from, y'all have special holidays. So whatever that big holiday is, imagine you're going over someone's house. Might be your mama's, might be, might be the family's. You're going over, you know, the food you like to eat, whether it's vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, or me, I'll eat it all. You're going over and you're seeing everybody. Oh, you smell the food. You're like, oh, I'm about to go. Yeah. So as you, as, as someone says dinner, dinner, dinner served, what you start to do is you get your plate. And I want you to think about what are you going to put on that plate? What's the first three to five things you're going to put on that plate? Start putting it on the plate. Put all the things that you like. And as you go to sit down, because you're waiting for everybody else to get their plates together, I want you to look at the plate. That plate literally represents all of you. Your books, your business, your brands, your product, your service, your network, your skill sets, your talents, your abilities. That's everything that makes you you. That the power, the passion, the energy. And after you all say grace, because you're about to go and eat. What's the first thing you're going to put your fork or spoon into? What's the first thing? You just imagine that in your mind. So as you put your fork down and you bring it up to you, that is your pitch. The difference is most people give a full plate when they meet somebody, whether it's media, whether it's investors, whether you're at a networking event, they give a full meal deal. A pitch is a, a juicy morsel, a taste of more to come. No one's entitled to the full meal deal when they meet you. Your job is to captivate, titillate, and excite. 
so that they want to go step by step with you. If you inundate them with everything that you're great at, you've lost them. What is their challenge? Or what is the challenge, most, most common challenge of your target market? So even if the people aren't in the room, there's someone there who knows, oh, my friend has that problem. My sister, my sister has that problem. Oh, my brother or my cousin, my business friend has that problem. You've defined it so clearly. And they are thinking, who? the way she did it was amazing. And I like the way she approached the problem that was very different from what other people are doing. And so they know we're going we're gonna to see what she's doing. They're going to go to your LinkedIn, going to go to your website to see if it matches up. But if you told them, like if you were to sit up here, if you introduce me with every accomplishment, people are bored by the time you get to the second page. They're bored. They're bored. That's why I tell them, do you want to take your pictures from, from trash to straight cash? That tells you a lot right there. Most pictures are trash. That's why you're not getting anywhere. You want to take it to straight cash? You want to get those customers and clients you want? You want to be on Shark Tank? That's much quicker than I am the killer pitch master and I'll help you create the perfect pitch for your brand. And you're not trying to hear that. So when you think about the plate, are you, when you think about your pitch, no matter where you are, if you have 30 seconds, a minute, if you're in somebody's inbox, DMs, are you giving them the plate or are you giving them the fork? I hope that when people listen to this, they realize they've been given the plate for too long. And that's why you've given too much information. You have not zeroed down on what they need and how you provide the unique solution. And you're the only choice that matters. Wow, that was brilliant. I'm seriously going to look at my plate because I've got way too many things out there and I get confused. I mean, I get confused with myself. So then different pitches are for different audiences. So even if you have multiple businesses, all of them aren't for particular audiences. And sometimes queen, what I really want um, your audience and all audiences to know that you're constantly testing. So People want perfect perfection when they first come out the box. And I'm like, it's like going to the gym. It takes a while to, to get the muscle popping, but you still go because you know what the end product can look like. So my first pitches, if you watch them, people think they're so great. I look at them now like, but I still want because it was great for that time. But over time, I have perfected it better and better. Listen, my pitches are perfect. I am not. That's wonderful. And I've heard you say that before. And it, it and it's so true. I mean, we, we want certain things to be perfect all the time, but sometimes they're not. And right. one of the things that I've heard lately or recently that I think is so important that I have not done is to actually examine some of the stuff I've done and look for the positives instead of yes. only focusing on the negatives. And I think that's, it's a different mindset, but it really is. And you might have some really powerful testimonies or things that people have said, you kind of let go over and it's like, that would help others. Right? So when I started pitching, people are like, well, what if I don't want to be on Shark Tank? What if I don't want to do this? What if I don't want to do that? I'm like, well, pitching is something that you need in everyday life. 
if you're going on an interview, if you want to attract this, this guy, this gal, uh, this particular person, if you want to sell something, you have to bring it into the everyday. And I understood that when I started, people had this preconceived notion of what a pitch was or that you're always standing up. And it's like, dude, when you're in somebody's inbox, you DM it. When you're talking, like you and I were at, you know, at a networking event, you can do it conversationally. You can stand up and do it. You can write it. And being able to break it down so that everyone can understand why a pitch is needed. You can sit next to someone on an airplane. Nothing you're thinking about, you know, but you get all get to talking. You never know if your next business opportunity or your love opportunity is right next to you until you open your mouth and you test the waters. So it's that it's also that first impression. It is. And some people say you only get one chance to make a first impression. But I can tell you, you know, listen, who I used to be is not who I am today. I'm more confident. So even if people rem remember me from high school, when they see me today, it's, it's, it's different. It's a, it's a different thing. They, they can, they feel that the confidence, they can, they, they, it's not just what they see on social media. I'm a real person in real life. So when you meet me, I'm not timid. I will get on any stage. I'm not afraid if someone has a bigger name. Why should I? I'm the killer pitch master. You own your zone of genius. I own mine. That's wonderful. Um, so I've watched your TED Talks, as I've told you. <laughs> They're amazing. Uh, tell us about overcoming adversity and reimagining um, your life and how the adversity has brought you into where you are now. You know, when I did my TED Talk, I've done two TED Talks. But my first one on reimagining re your flaws as your secret weapon. As a woman who's 43, black woman, full figure diva, there's so many things that people will say against me. I choose not to see them as flaws. They're perceived flaws, but I don't see them as flaws. I see them as the very thing that will make me stand out. I choose not to be average, random, or ordinary. So, yes, I have been homeless. Yes, I've been a severe alcoholic. Yes, I came from the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri. And yes, I've been on Shark Tank. Yes, seven of my clients successfully appeared and have been funded. Yes, my client, I've trained over 300 pitch champions. So all of that is a part of my story. However, some people would only look at the negative part and think that defines me. And I'm like, no. Even though all of those negative things happened, I still use that as a platform to build my business off of. As a 43-year-old woman, I'm supposed to be over the hill. Um, the only people that matter are TikTokers, young people. And I'm like, baby, my experience takes me far. My ability to weave stories in a quick way, my ability to stand and deliver means something. So at the end of the day, the things that we want to hide, the secrets that we want to take to the grave, we might want to tell the world. Why? Because when you step into your purpose, another woman can step into hers. And if the only thing we keep being told is we have to be perfect and wrinkle-free and thin and Brazilian butt lips, a lot of us, that's not even what we want to be. And that's okay. It's okay to show different parts of womanhood. Every woman doesn't have to be thin. Every woman doesn't have to be a certain color. Every 
young girl, young boy doesn't have to fit the standard societal role. I think that's the beauty of life. If our Heavenly Father wanted us all look the same, I promise you, everybody would be wearing a pink shirt right now with short hair with designs in it. Girl, please. See, I know I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm so wrong. I don't even want to be right. Queenie, and it might, reminds me of something. I remember I was judging, a, I was the MC and the host and the pitch judge of a competition at Google. I know y'all looking at me like, you got a computer science? No. They brought me in because I'm the pitch master. And they wanted to see how good I am on the spot. So anyway, I came in with a blue wig, corally ridiculous. I walked in and, you know, your friends want to be like, Precious, you sure you want to? Yes. I walked in, oh my God, your hair is blue. I love it. The thing is, even if they didn't like it, I go where I'm celebrated, not tolerated. And I think it's time that we shake the world up and we stop acting like I got to ask for permission to be a black woman at 43 years old anywhere I go. I'm not going to do it. To you, Queen, we met at the, we met at the E-Women Network, it was like a women's summit. When I looked around that room, do you know what I felt? I saw different types of women with different types of businesses. And when I got on that stage and I said the title of my book, I was like, especially every woman to clutch their pearls, imaginary pearls, because I should be a member of the, of, uh, the New York Junior League, right? Not, yeah, I didn't clutch pearls. Y'all would raise their hands. I was like, oh, we, oh I'm in the right space, because they would have told me I don't belong. I belong everywhere I am but I don't belong everywhere. So at the end of the day, my adversities, being abandoned, being mistreated by my own parents, being made to feel like I didn't, I don't, I would never make it. Growing up in the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri, the only person in my family with, who had a full scholarship, uh, went full scholarship to Spelman College, graduated full scholarship to Georgetown University Law Center, got kicked out <laughs> 20 years ago. Started over at Rutgers, full scholarship, nervous breakdown, and still finished number one student attorney in my class. Went on Sullivan and Cromwell, clerk for federal judge. My story doesn't make sense on paper because the numbers and everything don't match up. But why should it? I've never, I'm not supposed to fit in. And when you don't, you become, you outwit, you outplay, you outlast everyone. I'm not a box. You're not supposed to be in a box. I'm not supposed to be in a box. So why are we talking like we're supposed to? So yeah, I made, made, I made many mistakes. Many. I've been an attorney. And when I tell you, I'm glad that I chose to become an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, a teacher, a trainer, and do all the things that people said was impossible for a black woman from the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri. So every bad thing that's happened still got me here because I refuse to quit. That's your brilliance. It's that that is truly your brilliance because you can't. it, It it's impossible to coach people if you don't have anything to base it on. And I think that's one of the things that is such a problem these days because people think, oh, I'll be a coach, but they don't have the experience to back it up. And then what happens? Regurgitating, regurgitating what the gurus are saying. And my, my problem with a lot of people who just find themselves in certain positions, like, oh, I can tell people what to do, baby, you got to match up. 
if you're a business coach, if you're these, you got to match it up. And for me, now that I've been at this over a decade, I'm going to hear things you don't even know you're telling me that lets me know you are not who you say you are. You present well, but I'm going to hear things that tell me you don't believe it. And I, I'm not going to believe it either. So what happens when um, I get into situations, I'm very timid, I'm very insecure. And even though I know the words, the insecurity starts to show. How do you overcome that in, in different situations? Well, one, listen, like, like we were talking about flexing the muscle is still showing up regardless, right? Are you going to stumble over your words? Of course. I have never had a perfect pitch competition. Yes, I've won them. But I'll be honest, there's a lot of pitches in my brain at one time. I was given a pitch one time, but I think I, I think in my mind I was doing a three-minute pitch, but it was only 90 seconds, and I had to, but I practiced so much, I was able to clean it up in the end, right? I told you my pitches are perfect. I am not. Another thing, at some point I had to give myself permission to be where, I'm, where I am. For example, so I got asked to be the pitch trainer of a new television show for entrepreneurs. The old pressures from six years ago would have been like, oh, my God, I don't belong. Oh, my God, you know, I don't have Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Columbia. The pressures of today is like, I expect that. I expect that. And maybe it's because I've taught at Harvard. Maybe it's because I taught at Columbia now. And I still don't have an Ivy League degree. But my credentials speak for themselves. So if I could teach at Ivy League institutions and still not have an Ivy League degree that tells you something. I had to believe I belonged. That also comes from me being an attorney. I love being in the courtroom. I'm a litigator. I'm not someone who just reads the law. The ability to synthesize, the ability to, you know, um, adapt to take arguments, pull them apart and bring them back together. You know, the ability to have vision and clarity and focus. I love it. That's the challenge. And, and, and with pitching and getting yourself out there, there's always challenges. Some of us are a wrong regulation away from our businesses being over. A pandemic, monkeypox, all sorts of things. Very few companies last 100 years or more. And for them to have lasted that long, imagine what they've seen. I think business is fun for that reason. Because they're constant challenges. Just when you think you hit your stride, it's like when you make 50,000, you're like, oh, <clears throat> you might have made your first $2.30. Well, I'm balling. Then the next 10 weeks, ain't nothing coming in. Then one week, you get $2,500. You're like, oh, I'm balling. And then you start getting that momentum because you, you've seen the ebb and flow. I don't know about you. Have you had moments where you're like, man, I'm doing this? And then maybe a week later, you're like, um, I'm going to need this phone to ring. I'm going to need y'all to respond to my emails. So persistence beats resistance. Show up anyway. If you stumble, think about all the people who didn't even show up. So they, they're not flexing the muscle. You may have three companies. And that, that's big on choosing which, group, which networking groups to go to. And to see which one may land, right? That's, a, that's fun. That's fun to me. What's also fun 
is that you're showing people that you can have multiple businesses all at once. And maybe there's one that you ain't been putting a lot of work into. That's probably your real moneymaker. That happened to me. So curvy girls. Love curvy girls. I love perfect pictures by Precious Moore. Do you want to know why? One size fits all now. <laughs> Inventory is difficult. I didn't know that. Ignorance is bliss when you start. And we were successful and all these great things. But let me tell you, one size fits all is a beautiful thing when it comes to a book. Oh, you know what I mean? It certainly is. So, and, you know, you see my trajectory. It's been all over the place. And that's okay. Last time I checked, a lot of the greats bounced around, failed, used failure as a launching pad. And that's why I think it's so important for every audience to know. You can believe those social media cliff note stories that everything was perfect. My parents were rich. You can believe that lie if you want to. Or you can choose to say, even if that is not my story, I'm about to shock in all the world that it can be done. If it's going to be done, it's going to be done by me. Wonderful. Uh, and I, I agree. One size fits all is so much easier. Can we talk about it? Mm. I, I've been in a retail and I know you, it you only know too well. Totally. So let's talk about your books, Ooh, which yes. I haven't received yet, but I will be receiving. Um, sure and I am so excited. Yes. And so I wrote my first book when I was 40, Bad Bitches and Power Pitches for Women Entrepreneurs and Speakers Only. And the truth is, this book probably should have been written when I was 37. But, you know, the title alone was all I had. But I wanted to write this book to show that, that there's a, there are different ways to approach a pitch. It's not just a generic, I do this to help others. I wanted women, especially, especially women entrepreneurs and speakers, to truly focus on their strengths and also know their seven branding personas to pitching. You can be unstoppable. You can be ruled by power and numbers. You can be flawed. You can be mysterious. You can be funny. You can be creative. And once you start to see who you are, that was my first book. And yes, when this came out, I couldn't believe it was number one bestseller. And I will always remember my billboard in Times Square, my Forbes magazine article, Pitching is Bitching. My first, and I'm black on both sides, no ambiguity. Why? Once you start to know who, you know, which one or two uh, branding personas you're, you're, you're in, then there is Bad Bitches and Power Pitches, the workbook. So we work through different types of pitches in front of different types of audiences you may find yourself in front of. And it's you. You're not basing it on what she said, he said, whatever. It's based on your persona and your brand and making sure that it's, it's, it's true to you. Finally, when you get your pitches together, you start getting some traction. Bam! I'm going to show you how to monetize your network and build and rebuild. Because some of us have built a network that is, you can't convert it because they weren't the right playground for you to play in anyway. So this is Pitching for Profit, the Bad Bitches Playbook to Convert Conversations into Currency. Notice I didn't say cash. I said currency. If you have the right relationships, you'll be like NBA young boy, never broke again. Relationships are more than money. So how did I even get on the map? Being in the right spaces, being able to, to pitch on a dime when people were afraid, being able, to, being able to teach others how to always be ready when that mic may come 
you know, you might be sitting next to somebody or talking to someone. And I want you to be like, Psh, do it. But most of us have built the wrong network. So now it's time to rebuild with the right people. And then you'll teach them how to pitch you. So when you're not even in the room, you're top of mind and they already got you. That's how so I've gotten the clients that I've gotten from the Googles, the LinkedIn's and the Microsoft Federal Reserve Bank, Yelp, Intuit, QuickBook. I'm still black on both sides, though. You see that? I'm still black on both sides. And then you also have a book that's going to be available in September. Yes, this is my fourth book. It's called The Pitch Queen, A Woman's Journey from Poverty to Purpose and Profit. Do you know this book has a billboard in Atlanta right now on Beach Street? I went to Spelman College, but I wanted to write this book. Sorry if I get a little emotional. I'm proud of this book because there's stories that people would never imagine that happened to me. I told you I would take to the grave, but I thought there are women and little girls who need to read these stories so that if these things, if they encounter these things, you could still go on. You can shock and awe the world. And when I say TMZ ain't got nothing on me, I mean TMZ ain't got nothing on me. So it's part memoir, part inspiration. And of course, there are pitching tips in here. Like how do you talk yourself out of a no-way situation, no-win situation? How do you battle back from your death experiences or things that should have taken you out? But also, every woman is a queen. It's time to sit on your throne. So I went from being the killer pitch master to the pitch queen, and I'm sitting proudly there. And I had no idea that before this was finished, BMW was like, we're, we're buying these books. I'm speaking there on September 1st, 2022, four years to the day I walked out of homelessness from the Bowery Mission Women's Center. And that's why I'm emotional because you can't, you can never say in four years, actually three years that my company has been around, but in four years to walk out of homelessness and into four books in four years. First book when I was 40, 41, 42, 43, here we go. So this book, like my others, means a lot to me. But there are things in here that's probably going to shock all my family. I left home when I was 18 years old. So there's so much that they never knew that I, I went through and why I didn't want to go back home. Because I said, I'm going to make it. I don't care what happens. I'm going to find a way or make one. Like Clark Atlanta, that's their, that's their motto. I'm going to find a way or make one. And I did. I live in New York City. They told me I'd never be able to stay here. I've been here a long time. I've seen a lot, done a lot, been all over the world, still have an accent from St. Louis, Missouri, still doing television shows, been in movies, films. You know, the fact that, um, you know, I teach at Babson College. What? This is an incredible story. So there is nothing that is impossible or out of reach. And I can wear door knocker earrings and still do it too. That's wonderful. Um, so we can find your books through Amazon. You can find all of my books on Amazon.com. Or if you'd like hand-signed copies with little notes inside of them, you can purchase them from my website, www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. 
Uh, if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, I am Precious L. Williams Killer Pitch Master. On Facebook, I'm at Perfect Pitch P. On Twitter, I'm at Perfect Pitch P. And on Instagram, I'm at Perfect Pitches P. I have a YouTube channel. Perfect Pitches by Precious and get ready to see me as the pitch trainer and co-host of the new television show, national television show, America's Real Deal in fall 2022. I can't wait. You can't so, wait, girl. Oh, no, listen, oh, no, I can't wait. You see me on the show, you're going to be like, she's as colorful as she wants, colorful. I make up colorful everything, you know what I mean? So we're about to do that. Sounds great. So for everyone listening, all of that information will be in the show notes. Yeah. So don't have to worry. It'll all be in the show notes. Yeah. And um, before we sign off, uh, what is one of the most impactful pieces of advice that you received, which has contributed to your success? I usually say fortune favors the bold. But when you asked me that question, I saw my grandmother. And my grandmother spoke life into me. My my 15-year-old abandoned, abused, tortured body and mind. She spoke life into me. We have to speak love to people. Speak life over their dreams. And go big or go home. It ain't worth having if it ain't if you don't go big for it, right? Some people say real G's move in silence. I said, not all G's move the same. I move big and I move small, but I still move. Action brings about clarity. And clarity, slicing and dicing up in these streets. So those are my final words brought to you by my grandmother, Precious DeLewis Williams, 1933 to 2000. Thank you. That was wonderful. Um, and I'm going to definitely have to listen to this replay over and over again. But thank you so very much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.